going on out there you got big vin here on the mic and speaking of mike across from me we've got mike <laughs> yeah what's up buddy <laughs> ready to talk some more uh dbz with you it's gonna, be, yeah. gonna be some fun talk about some i was hoping to have ted again this week but it's his day to play video games and so, beat off and yeah. endlessly yeah well yeah there's gonna be tons of that i'm sure yeah if you ever play video games with him and the controller's a little sticky buttons are sticking it's not syrup yeah <laughs> He's, it's not because he was play, eating pizza rolls and playing <laughs> uh doritos and mountain dew you yeah. know yeah <laughs> it's not it's not cheetos yeah yeah it's a little uh a little bit of a ted's own blend if you know what we mean Mm-hmm. the secret sauce his own seasoning mm-hmm <laughs> So, but anyways, <laughs> dude, I'm like burping right now. Jeez. Oh shit! Yeah, don't so, do that. Uh, today we're gonna talk about the Namek saga. We finished up talking last week. We did a lot of like comparing um, different levels of mastery, which yeah. was kind of interesting because we weren't really intending to go there. No. And like just the mixing of a different forms and like I said, different levels of mastery of those, which is pretty dope. Yeah, and um, what's uh super cool about this saga is everybody dies. <laughs> well okay, that's most, an a lot of people well, a lot yeah. of the, I mean quite a few people die for yeah. sure. Oh yeah. Um so yeah, we finished up with Vegeta, the end of the Saiyan saga, where Goku and uh, Vegeta throw down. Yep. Um, crazy badass fight and kind of lays the framework for what happens next, obviously. Yeah. Um, especially for Vegeta, it's a big turning point for him and like a motive, like motivation to keep getting stronger. Because uh, before that, I think. I mean, he was trying to get stronger, but not as motivated to be stronger because he didn't have really a reason to be. No, he had absolutely no reason. Basically, he was, especially compared to Nappa at the time and Raditz, kind of the top dog, you know? So there was no there was no one that could even challenge him. So it's kind of one of those things, you know? If you're the best basketball player on your team, but you're playing Division well, there's Three, only, there was only three of them though, so that doesn't really count because everybody else was stronger than him. Like all of Frieza's like upper henchmen were stronger than him than him by far, at least um, by the time he gets to Namek. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, uh, and it's just one of those things like. You definitely see after the aftermath, as he's kind of crawling back into his pod, he's kind of like, shit, you know? Like, he was just like, what the fuck was that? Uh, and it's interesting, too, because um, I forgot just how many people the battle between Nappa and Vegeta claimed. 
you know, we lost Yamcha, which nobody cares about. But uh, Tien, Chiatsu, and then most importantly, uh, Piccolo. So very, I mean, it's insane because you think about it, up to that point, people have died, but not like to this scale where it's like, okay, four or five major characters, they're done. You know, like they're all fucking dead. Which nobody's ever like fully done unless they are not intended to come back. Like, um, like <clears throat> why haven't Vegeta or Goku, why hasn't Vegeta tried to like went and wished for all the Saiyans to be back? Yeah. And there's so many well, different I think things. maybe they explained that at one point that they, once somebody's dead for so long, you can't. But maybe that's bullshit. Yeah. But even then, it's like, why not at least his own dad? Since it seems like so much of what he wanted to be and impress him, you know what I mean? Kind of mattered to him. So it's like, why not even wish your own dad back then or anything like that? Which, I don't know. Maybe Vegeta wouldn't want that. Maybe his dad always being kind of a cocksucker to him. But it's like a lot of things... Well, I don't know if his dad ever was a cocksucker to him, though. Maybe he wasn't the best dad and wasn't, like, raising him directly. Yeah. That's like a... It was more or less that traditional, like, Saiyan type of fatherhood, you know? Where it's like... He's like, oh, you can't fucking destroy a planet and you're 10? What the hell's wrong with you, you know, (laughs) type of uh, dad. So, And I think that was, like, once uh, Vegeta's dad passed, I think that was the only thing that was making him want to be stronger. You know what I mean? And then he definitely still elevated in power because he's a Saiyan as he got older, as he fought more and kind of perfected his skill. But... You know, maybe that was the driving... Like, maybe that's also why he gravitates to Goku. Because it reminds him of his relationship with his dad. Where he always wanted to try to please him. You know? Well, we don't know if that's really the case. We didn't really get much history between Vegeta and his dad, really. No. I mean, I'm not sure we saw them together. Yeah, very, very often. Yeah, I want to say in Super you do for a little bit, and it's kind of showing like why Vegeta is kind of such a hard asshole. Okay, maybe it, I forgot about that stuff. Yeah, and it's just real quick though. It's not a lot, but it's just kind of like his dad kind of showing disappointment and dismay in him because he's weak and all of this, and it's kind of like, ah, dude, take a break. He's well, that's 12. funny. That's funny because Vegeta was born like elite. Right. As far as like his power level at birth was way higher than Goku's. Mm-hmm. Like Goku had like a power level of like four or five or something. Right. And I think Vegeta when he was born was up in the hundreds. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of weird stuff. Like Vegeta kind of. <clears throat> but what? we know we know now that 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 whole classing system of them going, oh well, this is an elite. Soldier, and this is just a, a a lower class soldier, because of your power level at birth, mm-hmm. like that matters. It doesn't matter as no. to come to find out. Like anybody, if they train hard enough, just like really, I mean, some people are naturally gifted and like will always have a one up on other people. Jiren, and that's, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, he would yeah. be somebody that you would consider to be 
elite. Uh, not only a hard worker and he trains hard, but also he obviously has like natural talents like Goku. Mm-hmm. They give them a edge in, yeah. a, in a fight. Yeah. Uh, that happens all the time in like MMA and stuff and in boxing. You have like everybody that's in the UFC is a good fighter in one way or another, right? Yeah. But then there are levels to that, though. It's like some guys, you know, they just. You know, like Carl Usman. Like that guy is like probably the greatest welterweight ever. Yeah. And like he just wrecks guys that, you know, are the top of the heap. Some well, of the yeah. best people in the world. And those are guys that, you know, are spending, what, at least six to ten hours a day in the gym, you know, easily training, lifting weights, working on fighting techniques. Yeah, and they're all working hard, and they're all elite fighters, but the, but what I mean is just, like, levels. There are guys that just have something extra. Right, I'm accentuating make... your point by saying, no, I like, got you. he's knocking motherfuckers out that are like yeah you know they mm-hmm. they they train so much and whatnot but even then they they're he's just got that natural gift that god-given gift of just a good fighter who, who is goku or vegeta oh i thought we were talking about carl Luzman. oh yeah yeah. No, okay, yeah 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 no he definitely has like something else mm-hmm. uh, you know there it's it's like in anything yeah. Like more Michael Jordan in the NBA back in the day. Yeah. Like how he was just a, another level above like everyone else. Yeah, he was. You know what I mean? Just elite. So Goku's like that. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know if I'd say Vegeta is. I think Vegeta is more a product of uh his crazy well, okay, maybe Vegeta is gifted as well, but he's had to f- try so much harder than Goku. Mm-hmm. And this is when you really start to see these two um, after their fight with each other. It's like a crazy motivation, motivational thing for both of them. Yeah. Because after this, this is when they just start fucking skyrocketing in strength in, oh, the, yeah. sh- in the show. And they don't ever stop after that no not at all it's like yeah you could say it was after goku lost to raditz but i mean yeah he got stronger mm-hmm. with king kai um but after this you know after the him and vegeta fought each other it was like crazy motivation for both of them for different reasons right it made vegeta have like a crazy you know, vendetta at first, or, you know what I mean? Like, he just could not accept. Yeah, he just could not deal with the fact that Goku was just, that had that small edge on him. Well, he, Vegeta was climbing in strength during this whole thing, but nowhere near as fast as Goku. Right. During their time on Namek, uh, one of my favorite parts of the show is, like, after... Everybody's on Namek, and then Goku finally heals from the fight with Vegeta. Mm-hmm. And immediately he leaves for Namek and starts training on that ship that Dr. Brief built. Right. And that's the first time... Well, it's not the first time he's trained in higher gravity. Because uh, that we forgot to mention in King on last episode, 
that King Kai on his planet, it was 10 times normal gravity, like 10 times the gravity of the Earth there. Right. So Goku had the edge there. And I think this is why he had the edge is like Vegeta uh, obviously was running around trying to gather the Dragon Balls while Goku was doing this. Mm-hmm. But I think it would have been the first time he actually thought of like training in a higher gravity. I think that the Saiyan planet has higher gravity than Earth. It might be the same as... Okay. Uh, it might be the same as uh, King Kai's planet. Actually. Right, because I know it is definitely um, a little... It's gonna be, It's higher than Earth. It's higher for than sure. Earth, for sure. So, yeah. yeah, it wouldn't be the first time he trained in higher gravity, but that would have been his natural thing, I guess. Right. It wasn't until after Go, uh, Vegeta moved to Earth that he started training in, like, in the gravity pod and, like... Uh, and, uh, really, uh, he really jumped onto that, like yeah. the, the training in higher gravity, which is different than Goku. He did it on the way to Namek, mm-hmm. and maybe, but after that, I don't think he really did it much. No, um, Vegeta really latched onto that and did it. You know, when he was training for the androids, yeah, he really did, and. Yeah. He spent quite a bit of time in there. And, you know, um, and uh, just in case any of you that are listening haven't watched this, the reason why they have to go to this planet, uh, Namek, is because, um, like I was saying earlier, Piccolo passes away <coughs> while fighting uh, Vegeta in the final battle. And since he is linked to Kami, who created the Earth's Dragon Balls, he, without Piccolo, essentially there's no Earth uh, Dragon Balls. So that leads uh, Goku, Bulma, and Krillin to travel to planet Namek because Mr. Popo says to him, uh, well, you know, uh, Kami is a Namek and he's from this planet. So this planet is going to have Dragon Balls. Which would be the origin place of the Dragon Ball. Like, yep. The, so... Um, yeah, they're traveling to Namek. They go there to get the Dragon Balls. When they get there, they run into the Frieza Force. Um, Frieza's on the planet, and they're all searching for the Dragon Balls. Um, as soon as, uh, like, Frieza, or Vegeta, who left Earth right after, you know, the fight with Goku, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's fucked up and, like, yeah. dying. Yeah, really fucked um, up. And he crash lands on one of Frieza's planets. And, like, they quickly grab him and throw him in a healing tank, which is, like, heals him way faster than, like, in a day or whatever. Yeah, where it would take someone on Earth. So, like as soon week. as he wakes up, they're like, oh, he's like, oh, some somehow or another it comes around to, <clears throat> he talks to that guy, Cooey. Yeah. And he that guy is like bragging that Frieza's on Namek gathering the Dragon Balls there and Vegeta's like, What the fuck? And like hurries there. Yeah. And then he joins the race for the Dragon Balls. So it's Krillin, Gohan, Bulma looking. 
mm-hmm. and trying to sneak around and not be seen by any of these people. Yeah. Uh, Vegeta, who is like gone rogue basically because he was part of the Frieza Force before this. Yeah, he before solely... going to Earth, he was a part of Frieza's whole empire. Yeah, he solely worked for Frieza. Almost, he was he was Frieza's little bitch. Yeah, I I want to say he treated him he treated him like a puppy. Yeah, he was like he was definitely a pretty high rank in frieza's empire but not i think it was uh, i don't think he took ever took frieza vegeta seriously yeah i don't think he took him seriously he knew he was powerful but didn't take him seriously well frieza's a big old fucking racist (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and he fucking hated saiyans but i think that was because he knew they had potential to like take him down yeah like he didn't see any other potential threats other than like a super saiyan yeah yeah and for good reason So that's why he kept them for and i am pretty positive that the re like i said in an earlier episode i can't remember which one but it was frieza's influence in his family that kept saiyans at a low enough power that they uh that they wouldn't have any opportunity to become super saiyan that's why I think Saiyans forgot that they were able to all be Super Saiyans. I'm sure in the past, before they were overthrown by Frieza mm-hmm. or joined his, you know, army, right? That like maybe ancient ancient Saiyans were becoming Super Saiyans all the time, right? And so he kind of saw where he could capitalize but also the fear of just being overthrown by it too so to try to so what you're basically saying is he anytime anybody would get stronger or strong enough that, to where he was like ah oh, that's a little far he'd just kill him kill him yeah and yeah and i'm I sure mean, he did that for a long time we don't even know how old frieza is yeah and i think you're actually onto something honestly that's a pretty good little theory there because, I mean, it would only make sense that through oppression, that's why Saiyans were never able to reach that that level, you know? Yeah, because he kept them oppressed. Mm-hmm. And under his thumb, he knew they were good tools, but... Yeah. Like, uh, like really, though, he wanted to keep them as, you know, strong enough to do what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And they could take out, like, maybe the weaker planets... Right. Because I'm sure he had other crews of guys like, you know, the Ginyu Force took care of probably the really strong planets. Like yeah. They, they'd show up and clean house. Yeah, they, they go up and fuck up shit. <laughs> right. Like, so if they wanted to take over Namek, like, in their, they didn't know about the Dragon Balls or whatever, they would send the Ginyu Force to clean up the planet. Because there are people on Namek like Nail or, you know, some of the other guys that... You know, or if they started to fuse mm-hmm. and made a being strong enough, like in Super. Yeah. With those two Namics, that they were like thousands or millions or whatever Namics all fused into those two guys. Yeah. That shit was cool. It was fucking crazy. And yeah, you know, and I want to talk a little bit about, I don't know if you had the same type of anxiety, but like we we're saying... Um, 
Vegeta is trying to find the Dragon Balls on Namek. Uh, there's also Zarbon, who is one of Frieza's right hand men. Uh, right hand men, and then you've got uh, Gohan, Krillin, and Bulma. And while they're looking Deborah. for it, yeah, it, it's like the whole time they're looking for those Dragon Balls. Though Gohan, Bulma, and Krillin. I had such bad anxiety as a kid. I oh, remember yeah. that anticipation. Yeah, like you I know. said, they had to sneak. They had to like. Yeah. They couldn't fly. They didn't want to fly or raise their power level too high because they knew that people had scouters on the planet and they didn't want to draw attention to themselves. Yeah. Um. They had. Eventually, they run into Vegeta. Um. But it's fucking, yeah, it is anxiety-ridden and, like, really good, too. Because they're being, like, first Vegeta lands Mm -hmm. and that Kui guy chases him. And this is a guy who was supposed to be stronger than Vegeta. Yeah. You know, and he was very cocky and he's like, oh, and he chases Vegeta down and he, like, tries to stop him. Yeah. But, like, at this point, because of the fight with Goku Mm -hmm. and almost dying... Um, one of the, like a Saiyan's powers is it, once you are in an intense fight and get taken to the point of death or beaten up really bad and you heal, it essentially like multiplies your power by a little, or raises your power just by you going through that. Like, God, I fucking wish real life worked like that, you like, know? Like they get stronger <laughs> Every time they have a fight, too. Do you imagine that? You're just like, man, you know, I'm feeling a little weak. I want to get a little stronger. And you just go into a bar and just say, hey, fuck all of you. And just get your ass whooped for a good 15, 20 minutes and then just heal. Yeah. God, that would be nice. And then you're just fucking jacked. Yeah, and then you just fucking wake (laughs) up one day after sleeping, not sore anymore. You're just like, holy shit, got pecs, you know? Penis well, is like an inch longer. This is essentially, <laughs> dude. This is essentially what Vegeta did the whole time on Namek. He fought yeah. people, got his ass whooped, you know, healed up a little and got stronger and a little stronger. Got his ass whooped some more. Yeah. As opposed to like Goku, he fucking he got his ass whooped, but it was fighting Captain Ginyu, which it's not. We'll get there. I don't yeah. want to jump forward too far, but um. Yeah, it's great. Like, uh, so, where was I? Uh, so we're just talking about like how the anxiety and the buildup and yeah. Vegeta always constantly getting his ass whooped on. Uh, yeah, Namek. well, yeah. So the anxiety part, um, it's like not so much that fight. It just shows how much stronger Vegeta is at this point. Right. But even not just for anxiety for Bulma and. Uh, Krillin and Goku or Gohan mm-hmm. but anxiety for for Vegeta too because he was sneaking around yeah Um. he lost his shit a few times like he killed a few people right Um. but one of the best fights in in this little arc okay. was was he uh when he fought uh what was his name he just said his name Frieza's right oh, hand uh, guy. Zarbon Zarbon mm-hmm. 
that fight to me was always so tight. Because, yeah. I mean, that is just a straight fucking ass whooping on Vegeta. Oh, dude, yeah. Zarbon, well, you get to see, uh, is that where you get to see Zarbon's true side? I believe it is, right? His kind of yeah, monstrous, he, like... Yeah, Vegeta puts up a good fight against him in his normal form, and then he, yeah. then he uh, antagonizes him and says, oh, I know you can transform, and he, like, he's overly confident, and yeah. Zarbon's like, all right, if you want, and... Proceed. Just, then he just fucking beats Vegeta. Wipes the fucking floor dude. With him, dude. It is fucking <laughs> ass whooping, dude. Yeah. And, Cause so, and we were talking about like as far like uh, you were talking about in the um, Red Ribbon Saga, mm-hmm. where uh, General Blue. Oh yeah. Like how he's like clearly gay but still badass. Oh yeah, and yeah. Zar- like we were saying, Zarbon's another one of those. He is for sure. Cause like dudes got like a fucking you know that like, fucking like that crown that tiara. Crown, yeah, the tiara thing. Yeah. On his, like, I don't yeah, know. Almost like Sailor Moon. That kind of like thing yeah. that goes around the and forehead. He's like of in the gem. like stockings and like panties and yeah, yeah. And and I think it's really cool because like we we're talking about that, you know, it's like that was Japan, dude, way he back fucking, in the day. And that's what I thought was cool about it because like he, it's like yeah, easily like a gay dude, obviously, but dude, he fucking the fucking ass whooping he puts on Vegeta, <sighs> yeah, it's is, ugly. It is fucking legendary. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, Vegeta. Vegeta catches a lot of ass whoopings on Namek. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot, a lot. But, dude, the one that Zarbon gives him is just fucking. Yeah, like he's fucking grabbing him, like headbutting him with that fucking uh, that marble that's on that tiara thing. Yeah, like he's bashing that into his fucking forehead and shit, and like just, oh yeah. Like, it's a honestly, he probably should have died. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Definitely. I forget how he gets away. I can't remember. Ah, darn it! I, I'm my brain just took a shit right there. Darn it! (laughs) Yeah, dude. Darn it! Well, fuck me. Uh, (laughs) I switch back and forth. Either way, but yeah. But we like that's like uh, the first of the mini ass weapons moving further. And one of my favorite. I was going to say that's where I was going with like the gravity thing. Mhm. Was uh Goku's training in the ship is I mean you get it like throughout and it's just like snippets of his training as like it goes through the episodes and it'll pop up and show him training. Yeah. But those scenes are all fucking really cool. Oh, they're so badass cuz it's showing what like he's like Really pushing himself to the limit. He's kind of doing the same thing that Vegeta is, mm-hmm. but he's kicking his own ass. Exactly. Like, he pushes himself until he's, like, absolutely wrecked. Mm-hmm. And then he's got a bag of sensu beans, which sucks for Vegeta that he doesn't have. No, he doesn't have that advantage. Um, And then, yeah, he'll fucking... Like, he does that a couple times. Like, he... Like, Kamehameha is himself, 
straight in the chest. <laughs> yeah. Which is fucking crazy, by the way, you know? Right. I mean... Like, in, like... Yeah, it's fucking crazy. And then he just crawls over and, like, eats a fucking sensu bean and <laughs> keeps going. Yeah. But by the... It really impresses because it takes him a while to get there and he's like training literally the whole time yeah like he does not stop but only for a couple things like when he has to fix the ship and whatever yeah or if he wants to eat (laughs) but basically he is training the entire time and he works his way up to 100 times earth's gravity so by the fucking time he gets to Namek, and by the way, these are all the episodes like while he's doing this, yeah, and while all the things that we're talking about, this was all the stuff that was like I was watching on Toonami when I first mm-hmm. started watching it. Yeah, because so, oh, go ahead. Essentially. Uh, after Vegeta, uh, Goku has to heal, but like you were saying, uh, Vegeta had that um, healing pod with the Frieza force and used that to heal back in like a day. Whereas Goku. Well, he snuck on to. Or, well, you're talking when he got to the after the Goku fight? Uh, yeah, when he uses the healing chamber to kind of. And then comes back to Namek to find the Dragon Balls. He uses one... Uh, nice. You hear my voice? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, shit, dude. He uses one a couple times on Namek, mm-hmm. but he has to like sneak on to Frieza's ship. Right. Or I can't... Eat, yeah. And so, anyway. in a and, way... And, and Dende. Yeah, and so <laughs> that's why it takes Goku a little while to get to Namek, though, is he's got to heal on Earth first. And then and go. he's laying in a hospital bed because Corrin has to grow more sensu beans. Yep. So he's like stuck in the hospital mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah. Until they Yadrobi finally shows up with the sensu beans and he eats one and immediately takes off. Yep. And that um. So I forget. So. Yeah, Vegeta ends up, you know, fighting and losing to Zarbon. Mm-hmm. He gets stronger from that and then eventually fights him again. Yeah. And does he fight him again? Fuck, I can't remember. I think he does. Yeah, I think he kills him eventually. Yeah, because he's fucking pissed because, yeah. he, you know, Vegeta doesn't take loss. It's well. been a while since I watched all this, like, through. Yeah. But I have seen it a bunch of times. I should... I'm pretty sure, yeah, Vegeta kills him again. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, they work their way up. And as they're, you know, all battling over the Dragon Balls, eventually, you know, everything gets out of hand and Frieza's eyes. Right. And he's losing too many guys. Mm-hmm. And he... Loses all the Dragon Balls. Vegeta takes them all. Yeah. And he's finally like, oh, you know what? Or no, does Vegeta take them all? Yeah, he did take them all at one point. He Yeah. Because uh, they had him in... Like, he, he snuck into Frieza's... 
ship. Well, while yeah. He snuck into Frieza's ship and, like, threw them off the ship as far as he could. Yeah. And stole them all. <laughs> yeah. And then, so, Frieza is like, you know what? This is fucking horseshit. And mm-hmm. decides to call in the Ginyu Force. Which is his badass, like, special ops team you could think of, almost. like his... Which is kind of funny because they're supposed to, they're all considerably weaker than he is, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I guess that fits with him not wanting anybody to be any kind of anywhere near to a close to a challenge to him. Right. Because that would be like his elite soldiers. And mm-hmm. so that they would technically be the strongest in his army. Yeah. It's always a power struggle for Frieza, I think, you know, and in his mind, no one can be stronger than him, you know, and it just like, or be even given a chance to be, yeah, and that's the kind of funny thing that Frieza, Vegeta, and Goku all have in common. They don't ever want to be not as powerful than for somebody. different reasons. Yeah, and all for different reasons, but like at its core, you know, Vegeta and Frieza, that's their biggest issues is they're just not that powerful compared well, mm, to Goku. Well, which changes later on. But at this moment, at it's this, like this, yeah. defeat for Vegeta was horrible by Goku. And then when we get there, you know, Frieza. But it's that kind of power struggle, I think, for all of them. And Frieza takes it an extra step, though, with his army. Just to be an oppressive dickhead, you know? Yeah. So he calls in the Ginyu Force. Um... Which is one of my favorite parts in this whole arc because, like, right at the beginning, and some of some of the most beautiful art in the show is at this point. Like, so when Gohan, uh, you know, it's at this point that you know Frieza or Vegeta catches up with Krillin and Gohan because they steal one of the Dragon Balls. Yeah, and. So he goes after them. Um shows up and is about to like fucking kill them and then he senses that the Ginyu force is coming. Yeah. And by the way, we were talking about how like that subtlety in power and like the the abilities mm-hmm. being mastered over time. This is around the time like during this time Vegeta Decides to smash his scouter when he gets there. Yeah. And just tells himself he's going to rely only on sensing power. Mm-hmm. Because he knows it can be done, so he starts training himself to to do it. Mm-hmm. Like the whole time he's on Namek. Yeah. So he senses the Ginyu Force coming, and he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he fucking loses it. And he's like, you guys don't even fucking know. Like, these guys will fucking kill us all. Yeah. He's, like, losing his shit. So he, they ta- they all decide to team up and, like, <clears throat> put up a fight against the, against the Ginyu Force. Right. Um, 
And the first one they end up fighting is that little guy. What's his name? The little, the little green guy. Toad. His the name. Eyes. Uh, I always forget because you've got Burr, you've got Jace, you've got Recum, you've got uh, Captain Ginyu. But why is it that everyone? And it's not just me either. I feel like everyone I've known and uh, that are DBZ fans always forget what. Oh, Goldo. That's right. Goldo. Yeah, Goldo. And his fucking power to... I thought this was really cool at the time because, I mean, at this point, if you're watching from the start, Mm -hmm. you're seeing, like, people with kind of basically the same kind of power. Yeah. He's special because, I mean, he's one of the guys that have a different power set and he's not really that physically powerful. But he has the ability to freeze time. Yeah, when he is... when he holds his breath. Yeah, he also can do something else. I can't remember. He does like a kind of a weird, doesn't he? Oh, he has telekinesis too. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's like kind of almost like a telekinesis, but but like the fight with um the fight with him and Gohan. And Krillin is really dope because this is like the point, uh, point where the art is really well done. Oh yeah, and it's beautiful. Um, like at the very beginning, uh, Krillin and Gohan like start to power up next to each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna play the video right here. It is so I can. Well, I don't know if we can. It is absolutely badass though. Um, but I want you to see what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's one of those things like Goldo. Like you said, you you. I mean, you've got like General Blue that can do is kind of like he can freeze Goku in place in Dragon Ball. But at this point, like the telekinesis thing, um, is is somewhat new, and uh, and Goldo, like you're saying. Um, they fight him first because the Ginyu Force, they're kind of cocky and they're like, yeah, well, this is our weakest member, Goldo, you know, you fight him and he actually, uh, he's a pretty big pain in the ass for Gohan and Krillin. Okay. So like right here. Yep. That unity right there. I just think, uh, maybe that's not. Yeah, this part. Mm-hmm. Like this part's cool right there. Yeah, it's like the badass. way that's drawn, <laughs> and it's beautiful too. Like you said. Okay, it's... so we're looking at them. By the way, they're, you know, they, and look at he like froze time and got out of the way. Yeah. So like they, power up and, like fly up into the air. Like it's just a really beautiful scene where they're. It's just drawn really well. Yeah. But, like, it's funny because his time power is all based on how long he can hold his breath. Yep. And he's a fat fuck, and he eats a bunch of cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah. So, it's kind of a funny little... I didn't ever think of that. Like, like you would, he's like the guy you that would want to be in crazy shape. Yeah. So, he could hold his breath long, as long as possible. <laughs> yeah, but, but he's, he's like, like... He's like, yeah, always eating space burgers and shit yeah he's so fucking unhealthy (laughs) so it's like 
that's kind of his own little downfall right there. Yeah, his own little pitfall. Well, Vegeta ends up killing him, like, because he actually gets the best of Krillin and Gohan uh, initially. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the artwork, like you said, it's so beautiful. Uh, by this point, I feel like they had such a big budget that it was like any animator they wanted, anybody they could get, they could have. Because this is when Dragon Ball as a series was really hitting up, like hitting the ground running in the U.S. Um, Dragon Ball, it kind of got the traction for them. But then about Namek Saga is when DBZ was really taken off in the U.S. Um, because of the Saiyan Saga and how good that was. So the artwork definitely you see an improvement between the Saiyan Saga and the Namek Saga. And I think they just got such a such a abundance of cash, you know? So many people that finally got interested in it started buying the manga, started getting, you know, the DVD sets of them that it uh it 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 kind of was that pivotal moment where they were able to get much better quality uh animators and equipment. Um, cause during that Saiyan saga, there are some moments like we talked about where you could see the animations pretty shitty. <laughs> well, I mean, this is, you gotta remember, this is all hand drawn. And I think Ted said in the, you know, the parts where they fill in, <clears throat> mm-hmm. where they get some of the better artwork, um, done. And then they go, oh shit, we need a little extra stuff so, to make this longer. Yeah. Or they're like, I don't know, lesser animators. So like inconsistency and like, because you got so many people. Right. Or like that you got your best guys drawing the fights and then your lesser guys drawing the shit in between. Yeah. Like the filler episodes and shit like that, where it's a lot of talking and not a lot of progress to the story, but more character driven progress. Right. So, So I brought up. The fight with Zarbon, the first fight. Mm-hmm. Look at, and he fucking gets all bam, just knees just him in the fucking balls. Open hand slap. Did the you disrespect. see him? Knee him in the <laughs> junk, dude. Yeah, that was like dirty from the jump. Yeah, he's, he's just, just like fuck. He's like, yeah, bitch, here, bam, right in the dick. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking dirty. But then again, I mean... Look at this fucking ass whooping he's putting yeah, on. Bam! That fucking bam, head headbutts. And yeah, you just see his fucking monstrous, grotesque form of just beating the fuck out of poor Vegeta. This is the first time, by the way, when I was watching the series through, that I ever felt bad for Vegeta. Mm-hmm. You know, this was the first time, because it's like, holy shit, he got his ass whooped before, like you said, but this is a whole nother level. Yeah, he, I mean, there's just no comparison with him here. He can't even put up a fight. <laughs> yeah. He's catching a whole fucking beat down right here. Oh, uh, yeah. I would, I, I mean, fuck. That'd be rough. But like we said, I mean, he's also, Vegeta's an asshole because he can lay in bed for a week, recover from that, and then be like three times fucking stronger than he was anyways. Which Yeah, okay, so we were right. Vegeta does kill Zarbon later. Yep. Which was a satisfying moment, I gotta say. 
even though Zarbon's a badass, he's kind of a cocksucker. And when he dies, you're like, oh, good. You know, it's more or less just like, fuck that asshole. Yeah, see, <laughs> okay, remember, he punches yeah. through him and then, and then blasts him. Yep. Oh, you're watching the actual Japanese one. That threw me off for a moment. Yeah. I'm not used to the uh, uh, subbed. I'm used to the dubbed. Yeah, he just fucking smoked him. Oh, yeah. So then... <clears throat> so uh, Vegeta kills Goldo, too. He actually kills quite a few people on Namek. Yeah. Um. He, then he fights... My favorite fight uh, before Goku shows up, and that's his fight with Raccoon. Oh, God, I love Raccoon. And so we'll just like have these playing as we talk about this stuff. I think maybe this so, will help us. So here's a, here's a thing. Uh, who's your top two Guinea Force members that you love? I love Raccoon. He's my favorite. He's your number one? And who would be your number two? Mm, I guess I, I I don't know. I guess I don't really have another favorite. I just like Raccoon. Bur- yeah. Jason Burder were kind of fucking not that cool. <laughs> they get I mean so granted they were going up against Goku and that wasn't like fair for them. Uh-huh. At the at that point, but like I'm sure they were badass, but you didn't get to see how badass they were because they didn't do shit. They just got their asses beat. Yeah. Um, this see, part's cool as fuck. He fucking when Vegeta first, like his initial attack on Rikum. Yeah. Well, and I've got kind of ridiculous reasons for my top two. Um. Number one, definitely Raccoon. But it's because, like you, I think you've mentioned before, back then in these uh, types of animes, whenever you had someone like Raccoon or even, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Android 8, mm-hmm. I think we we're talking about from uh, Dragon Ball, they always kind of gave him a kind of like Arnold Schwarzenegger, kind of <laughs> kind of stupid. No, like, that was uh, General Tallow or whatever the fuck the guy with the pink hair right and even he android 16's a little kind of i mean they're not like arnold and, schwarzenegger and, impersonators so, i'm saying like just a little kind of that ugh, well yeah they dumb. look like they look like they're modeled after somebody like him for sure yeah and they just kind of have that <clears throat> dumb personality to them so i love raccoon for that this is when raccoon starts whooping that ass yeah but then I this fight's uh, so sick, dude. This, yeah, this fight is so sick. And look how good the art is. Mm-hmm. Like somebody, he, he just says raccoon and chops him in the fucking dome. Yeah, definitely fucks him up. But yeah, um, but the Ginyu Force—they are definitely uh, Frieza's. I mean, Zarbon, I would say, is definitely his right-hand man in a way. He's, he relies on Zarbon a lot. But the Ginyu Force... Yeah, you gotta wonder why Zarbon is, isn't part of... Because he's not stronger than any of the Ginyu Force, so... No. Why would he be 
Like his right right hand man. Yeah, and it doesn't make much sense, but he relies on Zarbon a lot, and so it always didn't make sense to me either that they kind of like I I figured the Ginyu Force would you know get wiped out before Zarbon when I first started watching it. You know, um, Zarbon seemed like one of those guys that right up to Frieza, he was the one to get to get through before you got to Frieza. You know what I mean? But then yeah, Vegeta just fucking offices <laughs> so i don't know and then it kind of becomes a ginyu force and and yeah it's just incredible like raccoon is ridiculously strong um jace i don't remember oh, that part's dope. i don't remember what jace's like special thing was but i know birders was his speed he was incredibly fast yeah jace was just um australian yeah his superpower <laughs> was outback yeah he got he got all the booty i'm sure all the space chicks all the space pussy yeah <laughs> just look at that hair like that three alien or the three-titted alien from a total recall you know i'm yeah. sure he smashed that oh yeah without a doubt <clears throat> this fight's dope and then then you get like so Raccoon really seems unstoppable because Vegeta's the first guy to go fight him and to Gohan and Krillin. Mm-hmm. He's like, Vegeta's like, you know, ridiculously powerful in their eyes. Oh, yeah. And like. then they watch him get destroyed by Raccoon. <laughs> yeah. And, they're, and then they have to fight him. Yeah. And that, to me, that fight is just... It's pretty dope because, like, those guys kind of show their heart and, like, how they're not going to, like, give up. And they'll, yeah. they'll like, Gohan really shows his, them fucking dragon balls because he fights Raccoon until he, his neck is, like, shattered and he, he's, like, practically dead. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, uh... A part that I love with Gohan on that is you see a little Goku in him because if I remember correctly, I remember him telling them, like, you guys are nothing but a bunch of bullies. And it was just like kind of reminiscent of Goku and Dragon Ball. You know how you'd say that to the Red Ribbon Army. Oh, yeah. Army. Yeah. He did say that to them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, you guys are nothing but a bunch of bullies. And it was kind of a cool little, like, recall there to Goku. And that hit definitely being his son, even though Piccolo is his dad. And this is one of the times that Gohan loses his shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, shows some of his latent potential. Yeah. And really puts somewhat of a beatdown on Raccoon. Not really, because, you know, Raccoon seems to be, like, invincible. Yeah. You know, they do everything, but... You know, they throw everything but the kitchen sink at him. Why did they have... Okay, I gotta address the elephant in the room with this. Why, oh why, did they have to give Gohan, like, a penis head? <laughs> you know what I mean? The bull cut. I'm sure, yeah. Because I'm sure that was a popular haircut over I mean, there. I, I, Look at Jace's hair. Like, look at Jace's hair. But it's just like, why? Look, you at know? His hair. look at his hair. But his hair doesn't look like a penis. It looks like a mop. Yeah, but it doesn't look like a penis. He doesn't look like an actual dickhead. (laughs) 
I mean, they all look like dickheads. Look at them. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a pose. They're it's posing. Pose. Yeah. They're posers. They're literal <laughs> they posers. They are fucking posers. <laughs> the biggest fucking poser of them all, Captain Ginyu. Fuck. He's just a fucking guy that steals people's bodies. Yeah, that's his deal. And, his like, special He just steals... Deal. Like, so that Captain Ginyu body wasn't even whoever that is. Like that personality or the guy that has that body yeah that's not even his original body he just nope. found a strong guy and stole his body <laughs> so like what a dick yeah he's a fucking asshole god he sucks his head kind of looks like balls actually with two horns coming out of it. i like the ginyu force because of the i just like they're there i think they're funny as fuck oh and dude then, so they're almost like a fucking boy band of fighting you know what I mean? That's ex- almost like well, exactly like, what they are. Well, it's kind of like the Power Rangers and shit. How they <laughs> yeah. do like the different poses, and I don't really get that, but I, I like it for I, whatever reason. Oh, I do too. But I, I kind of like to call it boy band fighters. You know, it's like yeah, like <laughs> pro wrestlers posing. You know, in a promo. Yeah, it's like when look, uh, look at that. Look, look at that. What is that? <laughs> That is beautiful is what it is. (laughs) As a matter of fact, I'm going to practice. I'm going to practice doing that. And I'm going to fucking do that. If every small victory in life, I'm going to do that pose. (laughs) Oh, dude. Like, I I find my favorite cereal. I see, I find my favorite cereal in Walmart. And I'm just like, bam, fucking full on plank, but standing on one leg. Right here. I got to grab something to drink. So let's pause for a sec. All right. And we're back. Mm-hmm. Had to get some water. Mike was a thirsty bitch. Yeah, thirsty as fuck. <laughs> For Yamcha's nuts. <laughs> For a well-fine fist. <laughs> oh, wait, he doesn't have any nuts. I We gotta make this a tradition. We have to bash Yamcha now at least every episode. Every episode, Just you gotta sneak talk it in. a little, one little bit of shit. <laughs> a little shit. Just a little shit. About, yeah. about Yamcha. Being a fucking bitch. Should kill himself. He should. <laughs> I hope he dies. Oh, wait, he did. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> so, yeah, look at Raccoon whooping his ass. Just fucking holding him like a rag doll, straight up bullying this poor fucking kid. Vegeta's just sitting there, no fucking lunch, Muddy. Dead. No, <laughs> he's not dead, but he's getting fucking the shit beat out of him. And meanwhile... I love how Raccoon's ass is almost hanging out too. By the oh, way, oh yeah, it's that. always the whole fight. His <laughs> he's got his this, ass cracks out. His armor gets obliterated by uh, uh, Vegeta's Gallic gun, right? Yep. And then he fucking yeah, yeah his he, ass cracks. His out. ass like, cracks. Look at, look at, out. His whole ass is hanging out because Raccoon has a pretty bulky set of armor, kind of like uh, Vegeta and whatnot. And then he's just left with this uh, little torn leotard. It's pretty fucking funny. You know what I like about Raccoon? <clears throat> that he's like abnormally big. Yeah. He's but he's like all fast and like a like like a juggernaut. You know what I mean? The guy just uh, fucking. He's just. Shit. It's he's a lot just, of ass. Well, he's like super fucking jacked and like big as hell. What I'm really getting at here, uh, everybody listening to this, is uh, Raccoon is thick. He's a thick boy. He's fucking thicker than a snicker. (laughs) Heavy like a Chevy. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's fuck. You know, Birder's bigger, though. True. He's bigger. Yeah, I think he's the biggest one in the Ginyu Force. Well, I would say he's taller. I wouldn't say, like, bulk-wise, though. Bulk Raccoon, thickness Raccoon takes it. Uh, Birder is more kind of taller, a little slimmer. But yeah, <laughs> because this thing is speed. I love this video the we're watching Krillin right owned. now. Krillin owned count. So that's another thing, too. Uh, Krillin gets fucked up by Raccoon <laughs> real bad. Yeah. And then he's like, run, Gohan. Yeah. He gets to get out of here. Which is kind of a like a good, theme. It's a good move on mm-hmm. his part. He's like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Yeah. And Krillin... That's when Gohan loses his shit mm-hmm. and like shows a little bit of uh, of his potential again. Yep. Because he does it against uh, Raditz, and I think he kind of does it against Vegeta. Right. But that's... He turns into a great ape in that, right? Yeah. Turns but into a great ape. Against Raccoon, yeah, he shows a little... He shows a lot of heart and get, then gets fucked up and almost dies. Mm-hmm. Then that's when we get to the point where I was, I've was i been saying, like, where it would start over. Right. Like, it would get to the end where... <coughs> bas- where Gohan is fucking basically dying. Right. Raccoon, uh, you know, everybody's all fucked up. Mm-hmm. And... Goku shows up on the planet, and that's when the show, the episodes would start over, and you'd start from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> it was infuriating, right? Like, <laughs> you're just like, oh my god, and it did it like a few times before I saw anything else. Yeah. So. Well, and watching this live on TV was. One episode a day. Was almost the most excruciating thing ever. And it, it, it's like I Not, said... I don't think really, because it's what I grew up with shows just being on once a day, so... But I mean... It was just normal for me, but it it, it did suck. But they left away. it on, like, cliffhangers sometimes, though. You know what I mean? This, like This show is always on one. Yeah, so that is what I'm saying, like... And it's good writing, though. It's really good writing, because that's what keeps kept us coming back for more and more as kids, right? But god damn it, and it, it and it was one of those things I kind of lost my shit a little bit. I was like, I don't even want to hear it because uh, uh, Chelsea, we first started watching this, she uh, didn't like the filler, you know, and was like, oh, can we just get to the fights already? And I was like, you have no idea, because you get to watch all this filler in one night. I had to watch it in a week before then I got to the fight. It was like... Yeah. In the next episode, you're hoping they're going to fight, and then it was kind of a filler episode, and you're like, shit, and then it would leave on a cliffhanger, and then, like, yeah. So this was the only show, though, I feel like, growing up, where I was like, oh, God, like, in- and that anticipation, which was a good thing. It wasn't like, oh, fuck this, you know? It was more like, oh, man, I want more, I want more, I want more. And, uh, man, that was hard, like, so, growing up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to watch all that a few times through. Mm-hmm. Before Funimation finally took over, and then they started, they got going again, and that's when Goku went up against uh, Jace and Birder, and mm-hmm. you know he cleaned shop on them pretty quick. Yeah, they're... I mean they did some pretty cool moves, and it was pretty dope to watch them like zip around him, and like 
and they showed off their speed, and that was like there we'd seen displays of like speed obviously in the show, but like you know they were like obviously that's their thing, so they were extra yeah. crazy fast. Like Birder would say, he's he was fast as the speed of light or something. Yeah. I think he said that. I'm pretty sure he said. Yeah, something like that. And then Goku fucked him up. <laughs> yeah, like he was. Yeah, and Goku was just like insanely fast compared to him. Like to the point that they could didn't even see him move. They would shoot at him. Yeah. And it would look like the blasts just passed through him. Yeah, just literally went right through him. And the only one that could see was Vegeta. Yeah. He was the only one that could see that Goku was moving. You're right. That's actually a really good point. I forgot that that happened because it's an actual like important part because you see it, it's kind of a Saiyan thing because doesn't Gohan kind of see it too and Krillin's like asking him like what's happening up there and like it's kind of like a Saiyan thing where they can just interpret really fast moves faster than most normal people or beings or anything i would say it's i would say it's more uh vegeta getting stronger and learning more nuance and using like chi and like like his focus on fighting okay so you think it's more of a power thing yeah i would just say that's vegeta and, like, that's part of his, like, talent is, like, being one of those guys that are a step above everyone else. Right. Just, like, naturally. Right. It's, like, he just catches on. And, yeah, it might be a saying thing, too, is, like, they develop, they get stronger, so do their senses. Yeah, kind of that warrior and, race thing. R- yeah. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um. But maybe it's, like... And it's... What? Oh, I was just going to say, maybe it's one of those things, kind of like the sensing power, you know? Yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, it goes hand in hand, senses. Mm-hmm. Like, so his sight, all his senses would slowly get stronger as right. he gets stronger. Makes sense. Man. And there's, like, so, this is one of the points when v- Vegeta, like, questions if Goku's a Super Saiyan. Mm-hmm. Because of just how like fast he is, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. How he's the hell just is he doing this? The way that he's cleaning house on the Ginyu Force, he's mm-hmm. like, what in the fuck? Yeah. Because as far as Vegeta knew, when he last saw Goku, they were basically an even match. Yeah. And Vegeta had gotten crazy strong, and still was not anywhere near a match for even one of those guys. Right. Uh, I mean, other than Goldo, but like he wasn't like physically powerful. No. So he was able to be just like tricked into losing. Mm-hmm. But somebody like Raccoon, who's just a fucking bulldozer. Yeah. Like, and he just couldn't do anything to him or enough to even damage him, really. Yeah. He made him bleed and he knocked his teeth out and shit. But Raccoon had like that... That crazy, like, just he didn't give a fuck even if he 
He's like a brawler that liked getting punched in the face. Yeah, like the more he saw his own blood, the more in like empowered him and enraged him in the I fight. Don't, like, I don't even think it enraged. He just was like goofy the whole time. He never got mad. Well, yeah, but it's that kind of like psychotic, like oh, this is my blood. Okay. Yeah, he likes getting <laughs> he likes getting hit in the face. Yeah, like. All right, yeah, do it again, but I'm going to do harder, it ten post- times harder to you. Well, yeah, and he's like, oh, that that was a pretty good one, but, you, I mean, I'm still here. I bet he's a masochist. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Maybe. In the sheets. Yeah. Especially with that little, the way he posed with his little ass crack hanging out in that tunic, you know? Well, the guinea force are all gay together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're all having team building See? kind of like orgies. a boy band <laughs> and team building orgies yeah or they just they that's all get their together training they just fuck naked. each other <laughs> they pose naked they pose naked then they fuck each other and that's their training yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh shit <laughs> smoke a bunch of space opium and fuck each other and pose uh i've heard that space peyote is better yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool the fight with Jason Berger, and once it was kind of weird when the the whole switch happened from Funimation to or from Pioneer to Funimation because the voices were all different. Yeah, and then they started using more, or they started using their original music mm-hmm. again instead of like putting their own in yeah which they did a lot and like those other ones they like um, tried to americanize it quite a bit mm-hmm. and edited it and whatever you know yeah but it was um, a huge switch though yeah it was a big switch and i was like oh i kind of don't super dig this but like i got used to it pretty quick and then like it, it started going through and you got to see the end of because it was basically he wrecked Goku shows up wrecks Raccoon mm-hmm. in a couple moves, kind of the same way he did Nappa when he showed up, right? And just like fucking destroyed Raccoon. Yeah, just fucking with that his he ass. like like he's standing there. Raccoon's like getting ready to do that crazy blast, mm-hmm. and then there's like a blink of. In the blink of an eye, Goku has his elbow buried into Raccoon's guts. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he curls up in a ball and never gets up again. Nope. Just like, done. He's just, just done. done. He's just done. Yeah, it's insane. You know, and I, I think that goes to show you, like, even though them getting their ass whooped and healing does improve their power, what Goku was smart in the end. By not only pushing his body constantly to the limit with the gravity, but also, like we were saying, just sending off a Kamehameha at himself, you know, around the ship and right into the chest. And uh, I think a combination of those two things, that is why Goku is at such a like, superior level over like Vegeta at that point. That Their power difference is a bigger gap you know and vegeta's kind of shit in his pants like how the hell did he get so strong and i think that is maybe why later in the series vegeta hyper focuses on training in high gravity yeah because he sees yeah he saw the benefits 
mm-hmm. of doing that. But what he doesn't understand, like later, uh, when he's trying to become a Super Saiyan, is that, yeah, you can get more and more powerful. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously good. Right. Like training your body more and more and becoming more powerful without being a Super Saiyan is great because that makes your Super Saiyan level stronger. Yeah. Like, you obviously, if you're strong as fuck by the time you become a Super Saiyan, that's just going to make you stronger as a Super Saiyan. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. That would be why he focused super hard, is just because he saw the benefits of what Goku did. Oh, yeah. When he came in and wrecked the Ginyu Force. Mm-hmm. Um... And three of them, three of the most powerful members. Just I, I would say Jace was, I don't know, maybe Birder and Jace were the same strength. It's hard, It kind of seemed that way. Yeah, they kind of Because they kind of came as a pair. Yeah, equal to one another almost. Yeah. One may have been just a little bit more powerful than the other, but I honestly couldn't even tell you which one I would think that would be. It didn't really show because Mm-mm. they were going up against Goku, like we said, and like yeah, it like I'm sure against Vegeta, they would have looked really awesome. But right. but like at this point, with against somebody like Goku, I mean, he was. This was. These were the fights to show how powerful Goku was mm-hmm. by the time he got there. Yeah. And then they go up against Captain Ginyu, which I gotta tell you, I don't... That's like my least favorite fight out of the Ginyu Force fights. It's animated, shitty, kinda. Yeah. And, like, the whole stealing bodies thing is just not appealing to me. It's I, a little, I don't really dig it. It's a little too... And they do it so long, and then like he gets in the frog, and that's kind of funny. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't like that kind of power set just because it kind of seems a little plot armory to me. You know, where that can be used to literally just get like Captain Ginyu out of a sticky situation from getting his ass whooped, which they do kind of use it. In well, that's kind of what the point though is. Like he's a shyster. You know yeah. what I mean? He's not. He's like a... But it just, like you're saying, drags it out, kind of. It's kind of an interesting concept, because that is like the polar opposite of somebody like Goku, Mm -hmm. who is totally into building his own strength. Right. And he would would prefer to train over, like, getting power through some, uh, you know, bullshit... Like wishing for it or whatever. Yeah, he wants it. Or like stealing it, like Captain Ginyu. Right. Like somebody like that doesn't earn anything. He's just like, oh, I want that and takes it. Yeah, Goku wants to earn it. He wants to just steal it. Because he wants to be powerful because he earned Yeah, because he earned it. Like it it doesn't mean anything if... uh, And that's kind of why him and Vegeta throughout the series later... Mm Mm-hmm don't want like they don't want to help each other right because one they're like rivals but two if they accept help then they're you know th- weak almost yeah it is like a weakness to them almost yeah. is like to need help yeah 
They're like, I, 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 I got to take care of this on my own, and that's, that's it. That's like one of the points where Goku and Vegeta are exactly like, right? Is they're like, nope. Mm-hmm. They don't want each other's help. Like it's well, I think at points Goku's more open, right, to working together than Vegeta, but still, yeah. like there is that whole running thing where they're like, uh. Rock, paper, scissors on who gets to fight him first, you know? Yeah, and I love it. I I personally love it because I like it too. it's like their honor, you know? It's almost like that samurai kind of honor from way back in Japanese history. It's like, you know, if I can't take this person out, then they're going to kill me. And there's nothing I can do about it. But, you know, to have someone help you in a fight where you know you were potentially outmatched and should have died to that person it's almost like hard to accept for them you know like they they don't deserve to be alive then at that point and so i don't know I, i i think it's a comparison there and it's pretty cool because um that's why it's like it's a pride thing. It's that warrior kind of pride thing. So I, I well, think it's, it's def- cool. Yeah, it's it's almost like a little bit of that kind of history, you know. It's definitely pride and um, wanting to test themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like they do th- all this training like constantly, and yeah. then when they get an opportunity to test their strength, like after like and to see where they are. It's it's like a measuring like stick for them. Yeah. You know, it's like ha, ha, okay, how do I stack up now? Right. And I think, you know, the training on the way to Namek for Goku was more like a a necessity and he was like obviously he was just he loves that shit. Mhm. So that's easy for him to do. And to push himself to those limits because he's a lunatic and that's what he loves. Yeah. And obviously he wanted to be stronger, as strong as possible. But it was also, he knew Frieza was going to be there. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, oh, I got to get, you know, so it was like uh, frantic training. Yeah, for him to kind of... It was like, oh, I have to get in and that's like kind of a running thing they have to hurry up and train to get stronger a lot in the show but there's also times like in super especially when they are not really training for anything anybody specifically Mm -hmm. and they're just you know with weiss for like a year yeah just or whatever just to just their training they're not like training for anyone in particular yeah there's no one that's a threat at the moment there's not there is that in dragon ball z but i think most of their stuff is always in preparation for something that's coming yeah whereas in that it was more or less setting up for it was weird they almost went backwards you know they made them stronger before the threat came Mm -hmm. which is kind of new I guess you could say ish to the series because they they didn't really touch on that before. They didn't really have much hindsight other than, um, of course, with uh, Cell and the Red Ribbon Army. 
um, with future trunks coming back and stuff like that. But even then, it's like they didn't really do much to prepare, I guess. Yeah. Which is later on down the road, which I won't talk about much. But, but anyways, it, it, it's really cool, you know, um, seeing that kind of flip in Super. That was a pretty interesting perspective because, like you're saying, it's kind of the. I feel like it's the opposite way around for the whole rest of the series, where it's just they're preparing for a threat that's current. Yeah, there's um, always that looming threat kind of thing, but like with Majin Buu, it was obviously different. They mm-hmm. weren't like preparing for Majin Buu. It, it, that all kind of happened mm-hmm. really quick. Yeah, they're just more or less trying to stop him from ever. That's one of the times that Vegeta and Goku were like training for a long time. Oh, yeah. They were training for quite a while for that tournament and shit. Mm-hmm. And then... So that was like a... More like what you're saying. Them just trying to get stronger for the sake of being stronger. Yeah. Which is... uh, Which they're, that's all they care about. Yeah. That's uh, ultimately their end goal in life is to see just how strong they can get where their ceiling is and you know so far it's like they haven't even really come close to it and on namek for vegeta the whole time like we were saying it's mostly him fighting mm-hmm. people that are like way stronger than him and then he blitzes and this is kind of the tragic thing about vegeta is him constantly throwing himself up against people that he uh, underestimates mm-hmm. or overestimates him his own power exactly it's probably a little of both yeah and you know he just gets smashed and then that's how he gets stronger is running himself into the brick wall over and over again <laughs> yeah. it's just like what dude come on yeah but it is tragic you know uh and we'll get into, we're getting pretty close to, we got about 15 minutes, but. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But Vegeta, I think that's why he lags behind Goku quite a bit in the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where I was going before with him, like obviously training in the gravity later. Right. Is beneficial. But he didn't understand, like, turning into Super Saiyan was, like, an emotional switch. Right. Initially. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why he lagged behind there. Like, Mm -hmm. he didn't have the same motivation to change into Super Saiyan. Right. Until he like lost it at the fact of not being able to become a super saiyan (laughs) he's like i don't give a fuck who gives a fuck i don't care yeah he like just quit giving a shit and that's when (laughs) yeah he just like went ultra pissed (laughs) ultra pissed i like that (laughs) that should be the next evolution yeah and i think 
it's really just yeah that's just an interesting little because it takes vegeta a while to actually catch up to goku yeah definitely and he doesn't even do that until in super yeah he doesn't ever actually catch up to him because even when they fight again finally mm-hmm. uh later on uh and set majin buu free doing it right but that's like so far down the line from their first fight right like that's pretty crazy if you think about it it really but is but i don't they never really had an opportunity to fight each other either well no cuz after frieza they're mostly having to work together in essence not necessarily or they're fights. off training separately for, like yeah. for the androids yeah, you know, it's um they're not trying to one up one another. It's like we're saying they're trying to uh get strong enough to take out that current threat. Which would which is kind of funny because if they actually trained together that whole time, mm-hmm. they probably both would have been way stronger. Oh yeah, way way stronger. Like if they had like a person again to train against that was actually, you know, they're equal. Yeah. Or close to. Yeah. Um, but that goes back scale. to them not wanting to help each other. Exactly. Like, the, well. The pride, the honor. Especially Vegeta. He's like, I don't need fucking help from a clown like you. <laughs> yeah. They like, always call him a clown. That yeah. shit's awesome. I don't need your help, Kakarot. <laughs> <laughs> fucking... So, as we wind this down, um, by the end of that Captain Ginyu fight, mm-hmm. um, there's lots of body stealing. Oh, yeah. Back and forth, and eventually Goku grabs a frog and traps Captain Ginyu in it. Yep. Blah, 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 and Goku's body is fucking wrecked. Yep. Which, that's like another annoying part about... Like, what happens? Right. Like, because of the Captain Ginyu thing, is like Goku's all fucked up and then has to sit in that healing pod for a fucking half a year. Oh my god, I know. Seems like. So many episodes. Yep. Way too many episodes. Um, But we'll get into all that, because next episode we're going to do... The Frieza saga. Motherfucking Frieza. Um, and we'll try to have another guest on that episode. I'm not really sure like, yeah. who, who will do. Oh, yeah. Um, I think we put stayed pretty on track this time. Oh, yeah. I think I just need to not drink. <laughs> That's okay. Because, um, hey, drinking every now and then, it's a good thing. You got to relax and kick back, man. And we're talking about our favorite show here. So, hey, yeah. Yeah. Who cares? That um, all of you pour yourself a drink. Did we miss anything as far as like those episodes that you wanted to? Um, no, I think we did a pretty good job of covering it. Um, you know, there's not really much else to it. Honestly, I would say there's quite a bit of filler. Quite, quite. There's there's a quite, lot. What? I tell you what, 
There's a fuck ton of filler. Uh, yeah, the, well, yeah, there is. From them leaving Earth to the end of him fighting Captain Ginyu and going into the healing pod. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. Krillin and Gohan get their Saiyan armor or the Frieza Force armor. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um. But nothing too terribly important up until, honestly, uh, when? After Captain Ginyu. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously there's the stuff where... With, uh, what's his name? Guru? The main, um, Namek? Well, that, Namek yeah, that Ian. was all pretty cool. Um, yeah, where they get, that was right before when the Ginyu Force was showing up. Mm-hmm. And Krillin got his potential, his latent potential unlocked by Guru, and then he goes and gets Krillin. Yeah. And, uh, or and that's, Gohan. And that's and more then, closer to Frieza, right? No, that's before the Ginyu Force show. Oh, that so is before the Ginyu. That's what draws... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's what draws um, Vegeta to Krillin and Gohan. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Gohan's, like, up like his uh, power up. Right. Because he goes and gets his potential unlocked, and then that's when the Ginyu Force shows up and they all decide to go and... Uh, have I, sex uh, with one another. Yeah, they, they're like, we're all going <laughs> to die, so let's just have crazy butt sex with children. Oh, my God. That Gohan's <laughs> a child. They're fucking disgusting. No, so... Yeah, and then Vegeta convinces them that their only shot is for him to wish for immortality. Yeah. And they get whatever wishes they want. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, they can do whatever with the other wishes. He just wants immortality. Right. Because that's uh, one of Vegeta's motivations at that point, weirdly. Yeah, which is kind of out of place, I feel. I, I feel like that was just like him thinking that would help him beat Frieza eventually. Right. But like just because you're immortal doesn't he can't doesn't mean he can't just beat you to death over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And never let you Well, actually thinking about it now, that would actually be pretty fucking smart of a Saiyan to wish that because if he can never die, but you could get beat to damn near dying. Well, you're not I mean and that did fe- continuously happen to you. Well, yeah. Eventually, if you'd never died, you would just grow to be the strongest motherfucker, I'm sure, in the universe. Yeah. So that actually... Well, eventually, yeah. Like, if you were tortured. Oh, and right. then If he kept you sedated, though, at the same time, somehow. Right. So you didn't have a chance to lose it. Because eventually you'd end up like Broly, like uh, just a berserker... Yeah. That'd be cool. That would be pretty cool. So, like... Almost like another way of having kind of a crazy Super Saiyan like that. Yeah, a way of creating a legendary Super Saiyan. Just, like... Yeah. Torture a Saiyan until he... Damn, I think we just came up with a whole other show. (laughs) A whole arc. Yeah. Some crazy scientist. At least a movie. (laughs) Following the crazy scientist thing they do all the time it could be some dude who captured a saying a long time ago 
Yeah. Or decided it could be... to decided he was gonna recreate the legendary Super Saiyan, and he figured out that Saiyans get more and more powerful every time they're near death and then healed. Right. So he's got a torture chamber, and then like so he tortures this guy all day, every day. Mm-hmm. But at night heals him in the tank. Yep. And every day is a new day of torture for most of his life. And then eventually it works. Yeah. And it creates somebody even worse than Broly because this guy's like insane. And 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 who would that scientist be? I think I would argue, even though even though technically, yeah, he died, but maybe it's like his uh, intelligence uploaded into like maybe his own uh, muscle tower. But Doctor Zero, fuck yeah, because who hates fucking Goku, Doctor Zero? But that wouldn't really work because, well, Saiyans. <clears throat> well, unless, how would he have got a Saiyan though? I don't know. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what you're saying. Um, that's what I'm saying because <laughs> that was like one of the things about the and the first two androids is like they had supposedly information on every fighter right mm-hmm. up until they left earth right and then they had no idea about like the super saiyan forms or hell they could just make an android like cell that could just suck him up with their, his butthole mm. <laughs> that was just hot. vacuum hoover that right was, into his ass that was hot yeah <laughs> But, so, yeah, next episode, uh, we will start talking about, and probably just talk about the entire fight with Frieza, and Mm -hmm. up until the end of, you know, because we don't gotta discuss all the filler and shit, we can just (laughs) get to the meat and tades. Yep, that's kind of what I would like to do, the meat and tades. The meat and them taters, I know the taters are your favorite. Mm Mm-hmm. And them fried taters. Mm-hmm. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have done that now. You just a boy. Throw you off. Dude, there. that fucking movie. I know. I don't get it. Like, uh, I've watched it before and I'm like, this is so boring. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't get dude, why everybody loves it. I prefer it. Billy Bob Thornton and Bad Santa. Yeah. Yeah. That movie's great. Much better. You want some sandwiches? What is with you and fucking sandwiches? <laughs> that movie's dope. Oh, but shit. But yeah. Um, yeah, so why does my voice keep cracking? Dude, I don't know. It's because I'm super stoned. <laughs> That's uh, like a form of being super sane, right? Just super chilled though, on the other end of the spectrum, like Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, you know what I hate is like that whole Ultra Instinct Shaggy thing. Yeah. I really, really hate that. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not a fan of Scooby-Doo. And I'm like... Oh. I don't... I don't... I don't personally... I don't really understand it, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's more of a younger person's My My joke. son explained to me one time why... Ultra Instinct Shaggy could beat anyone oh, in God. the universe because he's like he's only using like point one 
point zero 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 one of his power. He's like, oh. if he went to a hundred, he and I don't know. God, why though? Why Shaggy and then, from Scooby Doo? And then so he, I was like, okay, well, he's like, there's a video, and this dude like broke it down on why, and it was actually pretty well done. Yeah, but still, I'm like, fuck that. Did it make any sense though? Yes. Really. It kind of did, yeah. See, because like I because he he breaks it down to, to like comparing what he's doing to these people, uh huh. Um, and he he actually measures it pretty well against like feats that have been done in Dragon Ball, uh huh. And like compares, yeah. See, I'm on the outside looking in on this because I haven't done like much research into why. But, I mean, I, I, it just makes me laugh, though, because, like, especially at the height of all those memes and shit, I just remember watching all the Scooby-Doo I did as a kid and thinking Shaggy, honestly, aside from maybe Scooby-Doo, was one of the most worst, like worthless motherfuckers in the, in the whole little gang. He like, was. why not Fred? Fred was fucking Jack, dude. He had that barrel chest and the fucking slick 60s haircut. I mean, shit. I wouldn't want to take him Dude, on. I can't. Daphne, she looks like a mean fucking redhead, you know? I, like, I, could not, I couldn't watch it. Like, just <laughs> but kill. Shaggy, I mean, all he was was just a skeevy stoner, man, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't either. I'll have I to hate. do some research on I, it. I can't watch Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Scooby what? Scooby Uh, so yeah next episode we will talk about the frieza i guess we'll call it the frieza saga i think that's what it is anyway yeah um and that whole throwdown yeah which is is, which is which is like a whole thing Mm -hmm. and like actually worth its own episode for sure Definitely. Because, like, just from the start of their fight, where Goku's healing again, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh-huh. and then shows up and does the whole thing again, again. But you know, that's what they do in this show. They reuse ideas, right? And it works. It so does. Whatever. It's one of those things, though. It's just like we've said before, good story writing. They, they do it tastefully. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that they're, they're good at it. And they, they've they made a whole entire empire off of it. Yeah. Which is so dope. We get to reap their benefits. That's right. Yep. Good story writing. Good arcs. Good characters. Good development. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's what the whole show is, is development. Mm-hmm. But this has been Dragon D's Balls. Thanks yeah. for joining us. Sorry if I'm a little, like, chill this episode. I'm super stoned. <laughs> you look really tired, dude. Follow the comic zone. Anywhere you get your podcast, Spotify, and all that jazz, and thecomiczone.com, visit that place, too. Yeah, it's we'll a see you guys dope later. Place. Take it easy. <laughs>